I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. All right, ladies and germs, welcome back. Episode 87 of the Change My Mind podcast, part of the hashtag Dorkshare Gooniverse, along with Geeks Worldwide Radio and Midnight.fm. We are, of course, the People's Podcast. We are formerly known as the prettiest podcast of the Dork uh, Shared Gooniverse. And this week's episode is brought to you by Fenton's Horse Ranch. Are you easily discouraged by your manhood the moment you saddle up next to a Clydesdale? Does your wife constantly compare your size to that of a young colt? Fret no more. For the entire month of November, get 10% off your visit to Fenton's Horse Ranch, the country's premier small genitor horse farm, when you use promo code CHODE, that's C-H-O-D-E, not to be confused with C-H-O-A-D, at checkout. That's Fenton's Horse Ranch. Reclaim your dominance over nature, one small-dicked horse ride at a time. I am, of course, Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the homelander to my queen Maeve, Nick Fryer. That's a big get, Fenton's Horse Ooh. Ranch. Yeah, that was that a was, big one. Yes, well well done on the read, as always. I know you uh, like, like it when I bring that up. Yeah, so thank it's C-H-O-D-E, right? Yes, yeah, I believe so. I believe that's the correct usage well, of the, uh, the spelling. What they gave us, the promo code. I just want to make sure that we have it right. Yeah, yes, C-H-O-D-E, yes. Okay, now I'd never heard of this place until you talked about it, but it seemed like a big get. And I, I am curious, have you been there before? Is that how you reached out and developed the contact and told them they'd done wonders for you? Yes, it's a um, it's a great time, especially this time of the year. You know, it's it's great sights. You get the foliage going on. Um, you know, a lot of good things. Did you just wink at me, uh, Nick? Is that no? I'm I was sorry. winking at the chat. Doctor oh, Joe calling oh. him punks. Yes. Okay, it threw me off for a moment there. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I caught it there. I was like, I, you know, got a little flustered at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a great time. You know, and and you know, maybe if you've seen. I think you should leave. You know that that might be. Uh, uh, Wes, what are you talking about? That's not that's <laughs> a real place, and it's not at all fictional. I don't know right. what you're talking about. No, no, no. it was inspired by. Uh, oh, oh, it was inspired by that. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, good. All right, I was all right. I got a little confused there again. I haven't been there before, so I'm going yeah. off everything that you've told me about it. Uh, you know, I if I get three more punches this month, I get uh, one free ride. So. That's, Fingers wow. crossed that can make it happen. I, I may have to uh, I may have to, you know, decide to I may have to go there. By the way, the whole I'm Homelander and you're Queen Maeve? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. we, we might get into it a little later. We might get into it. But uh yeah. before before all that, Nick, uh, what was your favorite high school or college job? You know, before entering the real world where you have uh all of the jobs. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if I got a scholarship to play a sport, does that count as a job? No, 
Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, no, like, like summer odd jobs, things like that. You know, like, it brought in money. I don't know. These, uh, well, these aren't supposed to be like you're not supposed to find like cheats around these answers. Like, uh, well, I mean, I umpired for a bit, and that was funny because nobody ever gave me shit. I did, I did like that. That all the dads knew to shut up when I was umpiring. But I think now, did you did you have a liberal strike zone where you like in favor no, of the pitchers? Not, or? I definitely was in favor of the pitchers, but I felt like I was pretty fair. I was consistent. It was it's so to do with like the little kids. It's so brutal because how, like, how far I was a little league umpire. Uh, Little league, um, like like doing like ten to twelve year olds, that was a lot easier umpiring those strike zones. But when it's like uh, what eight and nines, you get sometimes seven, sometimes like bad ten year olds mix in there. Ugh, you got to open it up, especially you when gotta keep the game, the game going. You got to keep it moving. Everybody understands, but but yeah, and that and and then I sold programs when I was in college at football games for a couple of times my freshman year, and that wasn't so bad. Paid so we, we were like, get your programs here, five dollars. Get your programs here. I was, I was definitely reluctant to yell like, get your programs and stuff. Now, would you That's throw them to people? Would you test out your arm? You know, I went to, I went to Northwestern Westcon. Like they were all like very well-to-do people. They would have not appreciated me throwing stuff at them. Oh, you know, it could be like the peanut guy. Yeah, I yes, I know, but they were like, I'm trying to say that I went to school with snobs. Oh, but not you. No. What are no. You okay. About? Okay. No. You know, I'm just saying. So okay. Sure. What is your favorite odd job? Because I know you've had a ton. Yeah, I've had I've had a ton of ton of good odd jobs. My my favorite one. And I always said if all those failed, I would go back to this job. Uh, and it was uh, for three years, like senior year in high school to uh, freshman sophomore year in college. I was a sanitation engineer at Fenway Park. I might have mentioned this a couple of times on the, yes. on the program before. Uh, but me and two of my best friends. Uh, my my station of duty was the press box, State Street Pavilion, EMC Club. And the green monster seat. So, you know, you sweep up peanuts. You're there during game day. I was there. I I was paid to see John Lester's no-hitter, Clay Buckholtz's no-hitter. I saw brawls with, uh, you know, Tampa Bay and uh, and the Red Sox there. Papelbon coming out every night in the, in the ninth inning. Eric Gagne. I was there for Eric Gagne's debut. Uh, which, How which I old believe are you? Is the, Jesus. The pizza game. Oh. Right? That, I, think that's the, I think that's the pizza game where the, where the pizza got thrown uh, at the fan. Maybe I, I no. think that might, I could be. Yeah. But it, that, that was a great job. I love that. And it's like, you know, take out a few trash bags, you know, like you, you know, you sweep up a few peanuts. You're, you're done. As soon as the game is over, you're in like a lot, you're not, you're not in the bowl among the Cretans with like, you know, the nasty bathrooms and everything. Oh. They're like nice bathrooms. Oh, okay. Oh, so you had, oh. Jerry Remy does not wash his hands. Did not probably does now. Uh, one hope. I mean, I hope we all do now, you know, in, in the era that we're in. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that was – I didn't realize – so it was so it was a nicer area of the Yeah, park. like a State Street Pavilion, EMC yeah. Club, Green yeah. Monster Seats, and the Press Box. Yeah, okay, yeah, so you're fine. Then. Okay, yeah, that's – okay. That's so a, you it was want... a great job. I loved it. You know, I was there for, like, free concerts and stuff. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, uh, the Police Reunion Concert, uh, Neil Diamond, who was awful. Damn. You've been through you – you experienced a lot with that. I've also smuggled friends into Red Sox-Yankees game series in the trunk of my car oh. and gave them, like, a fake uh, Aramark T-shirt as a vendor that they walked around it before the park was open. Then they ditched the shirt. Like, this was a heist on, on the town proportions before the town came out. Wow. Wow. I made Fenway Park my bitch that day. It was great. The Cathedral of Boston. Yeah. Wow, look at you, Wes. You are such a badass. Who knew? 
It was, it was a great plan. Yeah, yeah, my friend had just quit a couple days prior. I grabbed the shirt. My buddy came up for the weekend. He ended up getting a ball from Daisuke Matsuzaka. Got all these free drinks for telling people his story. He just kind of hopped around from like section to section. You're more like the, out. You're more like the 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 Huey of the the hashtag Dork Shared Universe. The the, the Mave. Yeah, than the Mave. Because I'm making things happen, or uh, what's your what do you mean? I I was going with the making things happen. I mean, I guess you could say other things, but I wouldn't. Or won't. Well, I was just a- asking you to expand upon it, you know? I'm just I'm saying this because of the heist. Like like Joe said in the chat, it has to do with the heist stuff. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean anything else by it. <clears throat> Anyways. I-, I, I still don't know what you mean. But anyway, this week, as you may or may not have guessed, uh, along with the remaining two-thirds of the hashtag Dorkshire Gooniverse, uh, we'll be discussing the second season of the Amazon Prime hit, The Boys. Yeah, and for those who don't know which group, which podcast we're excluding, it's PCP, and we don't know what the hell they're doing this week. I think it's, it's Rossi's fault. It is a thousand percent Rossi's fault. It's always Rossi's it's like legitimately Rossi's fault. I know everyone wants to like blame it on, but he just doesn't watch the show. So yeah. By the way, they I don't know if you listened to their last episode where they talked about paranormal activity, which for the most part thought it was a good episode. They said that I look like the main character and find whatever I've gotten. I get weird lookalikes all the time. Me too. Uh, the, the the to say that I act like a douche though, Rossi, I don't know what that means at all. I'm offended. Like I, well, I think I, he said you're a very nice guy, but you act like a douche within the dork shared universe. I don't get that at all. When have I ever acted like a douche? Can you that tell me? That shit-eating grin on your face says otherwise. When, can you tell me whenever <laughs> I act like a douche? No, no, I got your back. You're cool, but you know, See, exactly. uh, you know, we're. Um... We're on the same team here, so I'm not going to throw, you know, muddy your name like that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I think Rossi needs to take a hard look in the mirror, maybe reconsider who's the actual douche in this conversation. Perhaps, perhaps. Anyways, hey, you know, we got we got even more Spider-Man news. That's right. That? Yes, we we're going to just skip the part that you're going to mention that is trending and all this. But yes, what's oh, trending? Yeah, we're trending. Yeah. Yes, we're in, we're into trending. We have more Spider-Man <laughs> news. Doctor Strange is coming to is uh, coming to Spider-Man three. It turns out. Uh, to me, this means okay. We're just going into the multiverse stuff. We already knew about Electro, and that probably means we're gonna we hopefully bring in at least one other a former Spider-Man. Are you fine with this, or they're concerned? I don't know. You'd have. I don't any. know. Like, I'm ready for Spider-Man to go and spread his wings and be, you know, the the leading superhero that we all know him to be and, and mm-hmm. love him to be. You know, like he doesn't need a ment. How many more times does he need to be a mentor? You know, it's Iron Man. It was like. Kind of uh, Mysterio in the second one, oddly, you know, for a while before he turned the villain. And now you get Doctor Strange in here. So a um, little, little weird. Yeah, of course, this is all all, con- but confirms the multiverse with the Electro news the week prior. And, you know, the other Tobey Maguire's that are Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's may be getting pulled in. A few other side characters, J. Jonah Jameson. So, you know, like, I like that idea. I think that could be cool. This seems to be like a like a Civil War esque type of trilogy for uh, for Spider Man. Maybe, but don't you think it's a little bit of a stretch? To say, I mean, like Civil War esque, I think is a big jump because you knew going into well, it, you were dealing with a lot of characters who were going to have prominent roles. Yeah, and, and but this is like we're still so far out, right? So like this is probably me projecting a little bit, but just from the sense that this was a third of a you know a, a third sequel to Captain America and he was like, you know, kind of a footnote in all of it, you know, like everyone just remembers like the major battles that everyone has. Right. They will think this has the, you know, potential to do that same thing where everyone's talking about the multiverse and not really about Spider-Man. 
Yes, the multiverse will probably end up being the biggest takeaway from all this. But where I think it'll differ is I felt like, like you've said it before, and I think everybody else says too in the, in the DSG, the Civil War was basically like an event, what, a third Avengers movie? Essentially, it was like Avengers two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. I don't think that's what this will be remembered as. Like, this will not be along those lines. I think Spider Man will still be the main guy. We'll see a little bit of Doctor Strange and a little bit of everybody else sprinkled in. We're not going to see a whole heck of a lot. And we'll just see enough for them to get us from one point to the next. It's all going to be about Spider Man. Still, the multiverse will be the most important thing we take away from all this in the end. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, this is not going to ever come out, you know, given the current rate of things and how movies get pushed get pushed back and everything. So, you know, we'll hold our breath. Um, more, but good news though. But good news. Oh, good news. What's that? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Is that how we're pronouncing her name now? I Gadot. say Gadot. You say Gadot. I don't know which is right to be honest with you. We know what we're talking about here. She is teaming back up with Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins to star in the Cleopatra biopic. Ooh, biopic or biopic? Biopic. I guess it's a tomato tomato situation, you know. Gadot Gadot situation. Yeah, yeah, you know, there there it is. But now, uh, this. Do, do you have some thoughts on this? Because the internet is apparently up in arms uh, that a white Israeli actress is playing, uh, you know, a prominent Egyptian uh, woman. Uh oh, that's right. Cleopatra's from Egyptian. Uh, Egypt. 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 Yeah, that's, yes, that, that Egyptian. Did, wow. Okay. All right. You can uh, walk like an Egyptian, mm-hmm. but they're from. I Egypt. honestly forgot where Cleopatra was in, like, from and all this. Like, I, I didn't, I, I know she's dead. Wow, I am, I am batting a thousand with this. Yeah, she, she is dead. Ah, that that I, much uh, we can confirm. Cleopatra just, is not coming at you. She's not hiding with uh, Tupac somewhere. She could I, be. I didn't even think about that. She's from Egypt. Uh, yeah, you know, okay. Like, I don't know. You know, I. I, when I think of Cleopatra, I think of like an all time, like she's like Helen of Troy, you know, like one of the world's leading beauties. And I think, you know, Gal Gadot kind of fits that right now, you know, is uh, yeah. like one of like the most beautiful people in the world. So I, I see that connection. Not, you know, everyone has a has a reason to get mad at something. Uh, this this isn't it for me. Well, yeah, it's like the Wolverine thing, right? Everybody's losing their mind yeah. over the uh, over the idea of like casting another tall Wolverine. Everybody loved Hugh Jackman. No, like the only problem with with his portrayal was his physical size. These are actors; they are like playing f- like fictional characters or replaying other ones. Like I understand with Godot, where there's like I understand now where skin color is a little more of a taboo thing, and I get it. That's fair. I just never, I honestly didn't think about it because you know what? In history, I forget that Cleopatra was from like Africa. I honestly do, and that's probably part of the problem in all this. So well, people, I, yeah, yeah. Egypt, Egypt is a part of Africa, but yeah, you know. Yes, I, I just thank think, you for the reminder. I'm, I'm admitting think, to being an idiot. I thought it was. An, I always used to think it was in Asia. Oh yeah, you know, it's close. It's very, very, very close to Europe too. You know, it's it's right, it's right there. Uh, but okay, Gap, now you're. But Gap, like I like this though. You know, teaming up with Patty Jenkins again. Yeah, you know, Wonder Woman. I uh, was a little bored by it, but I think it was a good movie. You know, it just didn't hit home to me like for uh, a lot of other people. Mm. But Wonder Woman eighty four, I'm looking forward to. So I think that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I uh, think but, honestly, you know, her and Patty Jenkins they got they got something brewing. It's just it's at the end of the day though. My thing is like it's Cleopatra. Who like why do people still give a shit? Why is this being made? That's my other thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, unless they're going to talk about some aliens, uh, you know, helping build, uh, you know, the the pyramids and all that stuff, and the Sphinx. You know. mm. Sphinx. The Sphinx. Yeah. Sphinx. Okay, they said something else. Um, 
All right. Anyways, going moving on to something else because I'm done with this Cleopatra stuff. I'm talking about representation and having a diverse cast. We're going to see that in the Green Lantern show on HBO Max because we oh. found out recently that and plenty I think, of green people. Yeah, plenty of green people. Well, you have uh, Astro, of course. He's uh, is pink, I think. And then you have Alan Scott, who is the original Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. He's white. Guy Gardner. Who is also white? Simon Baz, who I believe is Middle Eastern, and, okay. the, and then you have Jessica Cruz, who is Hispanic. Those are all Green Lanterns, and of course, Sinestro becomes the Yellow Lantern. And everything they are going to be featured in the HBO Max show. I, are you going to watch this? No, of course not. No, probably not. Yeah, Unless but, it really blows me away. I don't know who Alan Scott or Guy Gardner or Jessica Cruz or Simon Baz. So. Sim- okay, so so I Alan- know Sinestro, Hal Jordan, John Stewart. Uh, those are the guys I know. Okay, so John Stewart and Hal Jordan not in this. Kyle Rayner also not in this. So I believe the order. I know the order is Alan Scott, Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner. Then I believe John Stewart is technically the fourth. He's in the same time for similar time frame to Guy Gardner. And then I think, and then it's Rainer, and then Baz and Jessica Cruz are the most recent ones. They came in for okay, so rebirth. Here's the amendment that I would make: if this is going to be like Bat Batman, Batwoman, CW type shows that don't really tie into the uh, movie storylines, then I'm out. But if this ties into something, then that that could get me a reason to to, to uh, go in. What if it's just? What does it all mean, Nick? What does yes. it all mean? I mean, but what if it's entertaining, like The Boys, which is not tied to anything? Well, you know, I, t- truth be told, uh, I just started watching The Boys. So I've I I, I been just in two weeks, so it took me a little bit of time to uh, come around on it. Mm, yeah, it did. Well, and I'm yeah. happy I did. So, you know, if I'm late to it, I'm late to it. But Yes. Fine. All right, fine. I can live with that. Anything else before I get to the comic book minute? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's hashtag Dorktober. I know we're not big, uh, you know, horror movie type people uh, like everyone else in the Dorkshire universe. We did, if you are, uh, you know, into paranormal stuff, real life paranormal stuff, uh, go back to our last episode, episode 86, with Tim Weisberg, our former resident guy in the chair mm. and par- paranormal expert, mm-hmm. um, talking about some real spooky stories that uh, that have occurred across the country. Uh, but on that note, to kind of keep with the theme here, Thrillist.com compiled a list of the creepiest places to visit in each state. Do tell. Well, do you, do you have a guess for, for Massachusetts? I know, you, I know you can look right on the show script. I, would, I, I probably would have guessed Lizzie Borden just because I don't, I don't know what else. Lizzie Borden House. So it is the Lizzie Borden House of Fall River. I would have said the Bridgewater Triangle. I would have thought Salem. Like th- These are kind of like curated lists. You know, oh, like, so I didn't feel like there would go – you know, too deep on the search. Um, so the Salem house was the one that I, I re- uh, Salem witch trials. Uh-huh. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. I overlooked that, but I guess, I guess, yeah, maybe Salem, I would have gone to, but I mean, Lizzie Borden, I just, it's, it's a, like a bread and be- bed and breakfast now. Yeah. So. You can stay there. I believe uh, Tim has stayed there a couple of times. Oh, he's stayed there quite a few times. He, he has some stories when it, with, with that one too, that he's told me, I, I have no desire. It's right in my backyard. I have no desire to go there ever. Yeah, I, I would like to. Uh, I would like to go check it out. Maybe in the daytime. Uh, yeah, in the daytime, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you got any other ones from New England? Yeah, a couple of New England ones. New Hampshire, uh, the Mount Washington Hotel of Bretton Woods. Uh, Caroline Stick Stickney, who was, uh, you know, compared to as a modern real life Disney princess. She married this European royalty and passed shortly after. Uh, and she now haunts the uh, Mount Washington Hotel. 
have no idea who that people is. People claim that she like pops up in uh, like cameras and stuff and like back of pictures and everything. I think my parents have been there before. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Mount wow. Washington Hotel that feels like it's uh, you know pretty big popular. Uh, and then Rhode Island is the uh, White Horse Tavern in Newport, Rhode Island, where uh, hmm. your favorite place to go to uh, bag a bachelorette, right, Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. If you <laughs> if you're a single- tavern, uh, Newport. Yeah, if you oh oh, I think you meant Newport in general. I was gonna say yeah. I, I stick Mac and Billy down there sometimes. There's the other single guys in the DC. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Get a nice little uh, maybe get a play a little fall ball, you know. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> But in the White Horse Tavern there in, in Newport, uh, a couple of drifters rolled in. One was killed. The other one, the other vanished in the early 1700s. And the one who was killed now uh, sits in a fireplace at the tavern, uh, you know, waiting for people, uh, daring uh, them even to oh. solve his mystery. Oh, well, sounds like a good old time. And I will never, ever White Horse Tavern. I've never heard of that. Now I no, I haven't see. either. There, there's so many. There's so many restaurants uh, in Newport. <laughs> I thought the house from um, I thought the house from the Conjuring was in Rhode Island, not in Connecticut. Uh, yeah, I, it, it could be. I, I, I think it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, that's that's bullshit. And I got like you know Massachusetts. I would say Lizzie Borden, but I'm also thinking you know like you said Salem. I overlooked that, but I was like, oh, well, what about Western Mass? There's got to be some pretty freaky ass places out in Western Mass. Yeah, but but no one really cares about Western Mass though. Exactly, but that's where all the that's probably where all the scary shit happens. Because I'm just that. kidding. We love Western Massachusetts. We're big. We're big in Western Mass. Oh, are we? I don't know. We okay, well, I, was gonna say, I don't give a shit about Western Mass. It doesn't matter if we're big there or not. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't. If you listen to us, great. I care about you, but I don't care about where you live. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. That brings you us heard to it. the book minute. Before we get rolling on that, though, just a reminder, we, uh, the T Public, we have all the merch and everything over there. Yes. Wes has got new stuff coming up for our uh, store soon. Still no PCP stuff, but you can get DSG stuff over on hashtag dorks page. Back and Goo has a bunch of stuff. And then, of course, there's ours. Just search at cha- uh, Change My Mind podcast. Yeah, I think you have to do the whole thing and you'll find us there. I have the link, I think, in our bio over on Twitter at Change My Mind Pod. But more importantly, the comic book minute this week Dark Metal, um, Dark Knight's Death Metal 4 is out this week. Also, okay. Warstock. One, which has been one that's, you know, that's, uh, we're dealing with the Watchmen universe and everything. That's Tom King who's writing that. Everybody's been looking forward to this. I think Keith has been as well. I'm not reviewing it, but I think I will read it, at least the first issue, just to see, you know, give everybody an idea what's going on in TLDR. I have not had a chance to give it a peek. Marvel has uh, the third issue of Marvel Zombies coming out this week. And I think that's a four issue series. I'm going to get that trade. Once in Future, a book we've talked about over on TLDR. Issue 12 is out. I reviewed that. I'm all caught up. I'm all in on it. Very excited. A um, image book that I came across, West that I'm excited about that I think right. that might is called uh, Commanders in Crisis by Steve Orlando and Davide Tinto. Steve Orlando, I believe, has done some quite a bit of Wonder Woman work, maybe some Aquaman too, but he's pretty good at what he does. Um, also wanted to let you know too, Speaking of TLDR and everything, Doc ended up picking up uh, the first issue of Transformers uh, <laughs> Back to the Future 1. So. Did, did he like it, or are we going to be getting, finding out uh, a little later uh, in the week about that? Uh, he talked about it in issue 10, and I don't think he's going to be reading it any further. Okay. That's the impression that I got. But we'll see. Maybe he'll do it for the sake of the show. I don't know. We'll, of course, be going live at 8 on his uh, Twitch stream and over on the Facebook page later on this week on Thursday at 8. Nice. <sighs> so that is our comic book minute. 
Tried to keep it short for once. Yeah, that was that was very quick. I'm impressed. I like that here. Okay, so now we're on to uh, the main topic, the main dish, if mm-hmm. you will. That is, of course, The Boys, Season 2, available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, you want to hit us with this very quick synopsis? A group of vigilantes sets out to take down corrupt superheroes who abuse their superpowers. About as broad as it gets. If you're looking for uh, spoiler-free for the first few minutes, that's what you get here on Change My Mind. We are shifting gears and, and pivoting to the people. Yeah. That, uh, I, we're the official podcast of pivoting, some may say. Oh, are we? That, I, that's You know what? I love that. You know, we lost that title of the official podcast of Controversy, which we will get back at some point, I'm sure. But I'll take the pivoting. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. We're like a, you know, a, a seasoned low man in the post. <laughs> hey, but it's like you said, if you're getting a show or a movie and it doesn't have much of a synopsis, that's a good thing because they don't they don't need to sell it. They already know that you're going to go in. They just need to give you a broad idea. I like that a lot. Okay, yeah, so this, this stars Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, Jack Quaid as Huey Campbell, uh, Anthony Starr as Homelander, Erin Moriarty as Annie slash Starlight, Dominique McElligot as Queen Maeve, Aya Cash as the new character in the season, Stormfront, uh, Jesse T. Usher as A-Train, Laz Alonzo as Mother's Milk, uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar, uh, Chase Crawford as The Deep, who do we have here? Tomer Capon as Frenchie. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. I don't yeah, know if I was I the bastards and the slabbers, slabbles there. But anyway, uh, Karen Fukuhara as Kamiko. Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir, Colby Minifi, Minifi, Minify, uh, Ash as Ashley Barrett, Chantel Van Santen as Becca Butcher, Claudia Dumay as Victoria Newman, Langston Kerman as uh, Eagle the Archer, uh, Abraham Lim as Kenji, and Goran Visnenjic <laughs> uh, as Alistair Adania. There it is. Wow, you, you got to do some of these uh, these casting calls sometimes. No, I feel like no, I, I love it when you do them. It's my favorite part of the whole show. Every time we do a review, oh, I hate it. I, hate I, it. I absolutely love watching you struggle. From the teeth that. to the tongue. It is it, there. Are, there are some uh, there are some rough ones in there. Before I go and talk about the ratings or uh, or anything, Anthony Starr. Every time I look at him, like you, I, I first glance like. Is that Zach Morris? I forget that the actor's uh, name. Yeah, I yeah. Thinking, like, is that Zach Morris with cotton balls in his mouth? Because it looks so strange. It's like he, he's like he is like storing some things in his cheeks there. But anyways, uh, the series has a rating of eight point seven out of ten on IMDb, and that's the series as a whole. Correct, Wes? Right, not just season yes. two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Rotten Tomatoes critics audio splint. If you give a shit about this stuff, I personally don't, but West kind of does. 97.79, which makes it a palindrome, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if uh, that it does. Yeah. It definitely does. Shout out to uh, our, our reviewer, Tenet, which goes back a couple of episodes. Oh. oh, right. Good call. I believe it was 81. 81. Anyways, um, that's for Ooh. season two of the boys and then the critics consensus of this season is the boys comes out swinging with a superb second season that digs deeper into its complicated characters and ups the action ante without pulling any of its socially critical punches wes you got a score and a tweet length review for me yeah you know i think i think the critics consensus is is, uh pretty succinct you know i think i think that hits it pretty well but i uh, binge the show like I already mentioned in a two week period. 
Um, and then once we kind of figured out that, uh, you know, everyone else was kind of doing the podcast this week, we thought we would ride the coattails of everyone else mm. and uh, just kind of steal their thunder and maybe maybe do it a little bit better. So uh, my, my so I love the show overall. Um, I gave it a 94 out of 100. I might have liked the first season a little bit more than the second one. Hard mm. to differentiate that for me, though, because I did kind of binge it all in one shot, yeah. which was great because I was a little under weather this, this weekend. I was a little sick, so I could uh, – just kind of, yeah, you know, good excuse to stay at home and do that. No COVID though, no COVID, just just the sniffles. It's good oh, stuff. good, good. Yeah, I was, I, I was concerned when you told me you were sick, but yeah, I, when right. I, I found out it was a certain somebody got you sick, I was like, well, they're trying to sneak in on. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's it. She's just moving on the turf here. But yeah, so I give it, I give it a ninety-four out of a hundred. Tweet length review, best show on TV currently. It uh, follows up a strong opening season with an action-packed second season that also sets up a third season nicely. Okay, nice. Um, what is your score? Na- 94. Okay, 94. Okay, so I'm I'm right there with you with the scoring. I actually gave it a 95, slightly better, which is per usual for us. Um, I think it absolutely lived up to expectations after an amazing first season and once again improved impro- uh, – that Garth Ennis is a genius. Now, Garth Ennis is the writer for the, the comic. Derek Robertson was the original artist. I don't know if he – I don't know if he finished out the with the book. I have not finished the series. And I came into this you – know, Wes, you had a unique perspective because you're trying to cram it. Everybody else already watched it, so you have expectations. I started it late too. I really wanted to read the book first after it seemed like everybody was excited or at least read the first – um, you know, 10 issues or so. And I did that before I read the first one, but then soon learned you, you don't like, it's not the same. There are some similarities. They make some changes. Um, for, again, for those who are new to the show, we're a spoiler filled podcast. So we're, we're already into it. The deep, for example, that whole thing with Stormfront, where he, you know, uh, forces her to perform a certain act. Starlight. What did I say? Stormfront. Stormfront. Yeah. yeah. Starlight. Pardon me. Starlight. Well, that happens with Homelander in the first uh in the in the book and isn't it black noir isn't it like a threesome or something like that and she tries to escape spoiler for the book um and then a train walks in in black noir and then they both get in on it so Mm -hmm. so that that's that's where that was so again but there are differences similarities to you know kamiko she's never called kamiko she's the female uh for me the first season i really enjoyed it but it was tough because i had to get over the fact that butcher was so different from his himself in the comics. Yes, he's a he's a rough guy and he's you know in your face and all this stuff, but at the same time, was he was together like the the this group aside from Huey in the comic had all been through this kind of shit before. Homelander knew who the boys were at the, already at this point, mm-hmm. so like they're they're calculated in what they do and they don't make many mistakes. And still, and this makes it so entertaining because the every step of the way, all this shit's funny, but. In this, in the in the show, obviously there's a lot more chaos and butchers like guessing half the time. They have no experience with soups and all that. So I, I enjoyed it, and I think that made it easier for me to like season two just as much, if not more, than the first season. Yeah, yeah, and I love the perspective on it too. It's uh, you know, I, I talked about how I would love to be a fly on the wall or get a show of like an everyday person living in the world of superheroes, right? And this this is kind of that, right? It's kind of living in the aftermath of all the damage and destruction that that superheroes cause, um, not just in their you know um, fights and everything, but just in their day to day interactions with people. So I think that's very interesting. I mentioned this last week. I, I think the guys at PCP also picked up on it as well. But you know the the connection that you have between 
you know, high, super high level athletes or celebrities or politicians and how, you know, packaged and manufactured they are. And, uh, you know, how, how you're, they're meant to sort of uh, elicit certain feelings and emotions from people and from the masses. Um, mm -hmm. They're designed to do that. So I thought that was really interesting. A nice, nice peek behind the corner there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Curtain corner. Yeah. It all works. Yeah. It all works there. I mean, I um, think, but I yeah. Think so I, I think it's the best show on TV. I'm not sure uh, what's out right now that is uh, combined. So the superhero, the violence, the comedy, um, and like the, the real life, um, you know, kind of meta metaphors. Yeah. And in the, the, when you brought that up too, it's like Brady is the first guy I think of a thousand percent. Everything. Yeah, Homelander. I think, I think that was uh Billy D who said that, right? Billy, Billy D, uh, Tom Brady, Homelander, perfect shot. LeBron's Arthur, another one. Yeah. LeBron is another, but Brady for sure. When you, like even before Billy D said, like you, when you said that Brady's the absolute first, cause I don't think there are some guys, you know, like, Look at the Celtics, right? Like Marcus Smart, he, what he says is not manufactured. I think I don't think what Tatum says is manufactured as much as he tries to be very careful. No, but they're nothing. not super big. You know, it's like the elite, elite athletes. You Those know, guys who are on that level, they yes, everything with them is super calculated, super particular, like important. I, they just stick to the script. It's like yeah. it, you know, we see with with the president, right? Like there are times where he sticks to the script. And oh then yeah. Any politician, off, yeah. You know, with him, especially, you see the second he goes off the rails, just because it's so different than what was written for him. But yeah. Anyways, um, before we get into any other details of season two, did you? You're big on the release of things. You know, if it's all at once, you you get to binge it. So I don't know if you do you really have a, a stance on. Yeah. How so, they did? so they did this. How what they did three three two. Is that how they yep. did it? Three three one one the rest of the way, like one 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 one. Oh, three, one, one, one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Um, I would like it in bunches. I think that would be kind of cool. Or, or just like releasing like a three, three, two like that. I think that would work out well. Um, I, I love the delivery of the series. Again, my big complaint on the, the Marvel MCU stuff uh, from Netflix was, um, you know, 12 episodes at 90 minutes or however long they are. You know, it's like, this was perfect. Eight episodes, right around an hour, in and out, action packed. Mm -hmm. That's how I like it. So, but I, you know, I, I think they should do it um, a little bit in, in bunches. Give me three, give me three, give me three, or, or uh, however. Okay. Well, I, I think eight we've deciphered is the sweet spot. I know there's there's the option of six, which you've suggested before, um, and then I maybe because not. I still wanted more. You know, that that's why. Like anything more than that, then you might be stretching out storylines and then like getting right. a little bit boring because there were some lulls in here. But. Okay, but I don't. I I think eight is the sweet spot. If you're supposed to be doing an hour long, if you're going a little bit shorter, then you can maybe w wiggle into ten. Um, I th just from a general perspective, I don't care if it's ten. It doesn't really bug me as much. I, I loved all the well. I loved most of the Marvel shows that that were on Netflix, but some of them were just not good. But I I like this this format where you do three one 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 where you like you need to. Like people, I know everybody wants all their shit right at once. You knew you as well. Like it, it like but give me it now. There's nothing wrong with waiting. I don't mind waiting. I'll give me a lot at once. Get me excited about it. Get me into it. And then let's get going. But I think that's where they were losing all the ratings. Uh, or they got because they got hurt in their ratings on Amazon Prime, I think, initially. And it was because of the way they they um, released everything. It's like, well, hmm. what's that's terrible. Like, but the show's good, right? Yeah. Well, then why are you doing that to a show you like? So I don't know. I, I liked it. I think I recommend everybody. Else, I recommend everybody else do that going forward. Give us three early and then just go one on one. Don't do the one on one the entire way. 
Do, do you have any? Uh, who who from the DSG would be in the seven? Uh, do, do you have any? Uh, do you have any castings here? In the seven specifically? Yeah. Uh, um. Or or the soups. You know, just the soups. Uh. Well. Uh, well, yeah. There's there's lamplighter, I guess, and all this too. No, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't know. Who who? I mean, I guess so you could tell, because Rossi, everyone, everyone's a Rossi, jerk. Rossi could be in the deep. Oh yeah, you think so? Would he? He would join a cult? Maybe, maybe. I'm just going based off you know comments that were said earlier. That's all that were that might have been you know rude. And it seems like the deep kind of before Starlight came along was a fairly rude individual. Stormfront, so, you're, you're confusing those. No, two. nope. I got it right that time before Starlight. Before he did that, I don't think Rossi. Oh, would do that. oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't yeah, think Rossi would do that, but. Rossi could fit in with the with the seven. I think he could fit in. See, like my, my first pack, I got a couple. I think Mac would be uh Queen Maeve. Uh because like she is just so like indifferent and doesn't care and just sits on the sidelines and just cracks jokes and makes comments to people. Not doesn't really crack jokes, but makes comments about people. That uh-huh. that I think that that's Mac, uh if I if I had to guess. But the other one, it's kind of tough. It's like I don't I don't really know him that well, so this is probably why, but like Keith would be uh, Homelander, right? He's kind of like the leader of, of this whole thing. And I don't really know him. He seems like a really nice guy. But like, who knows? Like maybe behind closed doors, like he's a total prick. Like, yeah, I, what do I know? Hmm. Okay. I, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, so like, you know, he he would be the perfect candidate because he's in that position. And no, I don't really, I haven't really seen him behind closed doors. Uh, the other yeah. one for Homelander would be you because you're supposed to be like this genuine all-American guy who just plays baseball, right? But like... <laughs> Who knows? Like maybe you're like Patrick Batemaning people uh, in Fall River, you know, becoming yeah. the male Lizzie Borden, just just picking up where she left off. Don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> One of the best lines in a movie ever. Period. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to feel about you. I don't know which weird. Are you calling Keith that, or are you calling me that? Um, I would say Keith's not that from my. Well, no, I don't think so either. Obviously, we're we're ha- saying this with tongue in cheek. I'm not saying that he's a yeah. uh, narcissistic, uh, crazy, you know, self-absorbed person I, here. I took it seriously. I mean, that's why I said that about Rossi in the deep. But I don't know. We'll, we we can move on from that. See, like I, I'm very into conspiracy theories. Like I could be, I could be the deep. I could be susceptible to joining a cult if uh, you you come at me with the right literature. Yeah, I mean, you're you. <laughs> Maybe not a fresco, but maybe if you give me a pull, no, you know, like confidence. I don't know. I have the ultimate confidence in you that you are sticking to the Bible because you stopped reading Harry Potter, right? Because it became bigger than the Bible. Well, yeah, I refuse to read anything that's bigger than the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Just so out of respect for the Lord. Yeah. So I think the only cult that you're worried about is, is them. And I don't know if they like to be called the cult, the, the uh, Catholic Church or Christianity. I don't know which branch from it you study. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of energy tonight, and I'm really trying to like move it in one direction. It's just all over the fucking place. Okay, so what were your best and worst moments? Mm, I thought, okay, you know what? The one that's going to stick with me the most, and I was a little disappointed that it wasn't real, was Homelander beaming everybody and like just decided, yes, this. I'm just, you're all done. I'm done with all of you. Goodbye. See you later. And then uh, I like, I, when it was a dream, I was like, that's, I was expecting full fledged chaos. And then it's like, ah, like it's okay. It's good that he's like that close from going off the rails, but I really want to see him take that, that leap off the rails as much as you know, terrible that he would ever think to do that to anybody. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely up there, too. And that's, of course, when, you know, he flies down in on uh, Victoria Newman, uh, who is like this. She, It's amazing, actually, how much it parallels like real life. Right. Because he, she kind of really reminds me of uh, AOC. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. Like, even in looks, yeah, you know. So yeah. she's like kind of this like upstart Congress, like young Congresswoman who's mm. uh, trying to make a name for herself against superheroes or, Ooh, or against not, a compound, uh, compound V. Should right? not be trusted. Should not be trusted. So, of course, uh, Homelander comes down and then he starts trying to like win over uh, the crowd and uh, everyone starts hating him. And then he's like, you know what? What I really want to do is just laser everyone right now. Yeah, and I wish he did it. That that would have been better suited for his it character. I think. Friggin' wild, man. Um, so I think before we go through the best and worst moments, I think a good audible would be just run, run through some of the season two tent uh, tentpole pot, plot lines. Oh sure. And then we'll kind of like bring them up, like weave in everything. How's how's that sound? Sounds like a plan to me. Okay, so so the season opens up. We'll we'll go kind of tit for tat with the uh, paragraphs here. All right. Uh, now labeled as fugitives from their framed killing of Steelwell's murder, the boys uh, set out to find super terrorists to clear their name and get to the bottom of this Compound V scandal. That's like the synopsis for the season. Right, yeah. Oh, it, it pretty much, yeah. A little bit well, more the, spoiler than what we had. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, and I, uh, okay, I don't know what you, like, what you want me to say to that. No, I, I mean that's pretty much it. We're, we're just going. We're just going oh, down. Okay. We're just and Edgar uh, asserts his dominance at Vought uh, over Homelander by bringing Stormfront to the Seven, who is an alt rock, take no shit soup, who quickly wins favor of the world, but not really the Seven. Okay, the alt rock thing is that like you mean alt rock or alt right? No, no, like like punk rock. That's kind of like what I mean. She kind of has this like like punk rock vibe, and like we can kind of get into. Um, you know, Stormfront here because like she's kind of got this like uh counterculture type of vibe coming in. She's got like the you know alternative shaved head portion of like her haircut and everything, and wears darker clothes. It isn't like super sexualized like Starlight or Mave is and stuff. So that's kind of what I mean by like alt rock. You know, like, okay. like alternative, just kind of counterculture. Maybe is a better better term from it. But you no, know, aside from the whole Nazi bit, she's not that bad. Yeah, so I, I think it's it, she's like really interesting. We talk about like at the AOC thing, right? Because when when this first came out, she is uh, presented to us as this new superhero from Portland who is all about like protesting and uh, disrupting the establishment. And I, I just found that very fitting. I'm thinking that she's going to be like this far left type of uh, character that of representation. Mm. And then it comes to find out that she's making you know, all of these, uh, you know, white supremacist Nazi references um, and that she's trying to like speak, like stoke the fire to this like racist rhetoric and all these like dog whistles and stuff, which also may sound familiar from current headlines from like alt-right. So she turns out to be like alt-right. And I just thought it was really funny, like depending on which side of the fence that you're on, you know, you could probably take you know, uh, uh, saying that, that she represents one side or the other, depending on where you fall. Right. She's, she is, uh, and it was an amazing addition to this show. She's the absolute friggin' worst. And if you guys haven't listened to Mac and Goo's review of, uh, of the boys season two yet, I highly recommend it because at the very beginning, <laughs> Goo asked, puts, uh, uses Stormfront's character to put Mac in a very uncomfortable position. I don't know if I've ever like heard him sound so uncomfortable on a show before. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. It, it didn't look like uh Mac knew that one was coming. I'm not sure if that was in the show notes there, but um, you know, Stormfront is obviously great. She's, she's 
very powerful, you know, and she's, uh, you know, killing people. Uh, she has that, that type of same vengeance um, that that Homelander has that the other superheroes don't really have in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was great. And of course it comes back that she's, you know, the wife of Frederick, Frederick. Um, um, why am I blanking on his last name? Vaught. Vaught. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Vaught, who, you know, of course was an original Nazi and then came up and uh, found his freedom in America. Um Post post World War and everything too, so you know that's really what they want to do. The big the big thing, the big reveal of the season, right, is that uh, she wants to create, you know, uh, all white people to be like superheroes, mm-hmm. yeah, and have these superpowers and have like a super army against all races. She's friggin' nuts, man. I mean, like I I, I knew she was crazy and all of it, but it just continues to get worse and worse and worse every single step of the way. She's, I mean, like she. And from the moment she's on, she steps on the, the screen, like she's the worst. And that's what makes her such a great character. She's such an easy character to root against. And you just want to see and hear more ridiculous bullshit that comes out of her mouth. Like, even especially when she, she gets in like good with Homelander, you know, there, there's the whole element of how he's trying to make Becca and uh, he's forcing Becca, Ryan and Billy, like he's controlling their lives and what's going on with them and doesn't mm-hmm. allow any of them to feel safe. And then Stormfront inserts herself and all that too. And, like when she says to Ryan at the end, at the cabin, like people want to attack us because of this color of our skin. I was like, what? This yeah, it's, it's not so legit. subtle anymore. Yeah, this chick, but this chick's legitimately crazy. It's like, wait a minute, that's what you want to do, isn't it? Yeah, I was absolutely nuts. I, I thought that she was an outstanding addition, and there is a stormfront in the books, but I believe it's a male. I don't know if it's the same thing because I, I don't know the timeline of when exactly the boys came out. But I, but, but sure when she comes out, out, you know, so. you're kind of on her side because she's calling out all the hypocrisy and all the fakeness and all like. You know the uh, the business corporate side of of of, of all the superheroes in the seven. You were on her side. All loved. I think early on you kind of love it, right? And she's like, you know, kind of pointing out and uh, like with her Instagram live, uh, you know, and even during the interviews and stuff about like her and Starlight, and they're like, we don't have any pockets to put anything in because you know Starlight's pretty much showing her uterus, you know, like all that stuff. Like I thought that was kind of um, kind of real. Like yeah, you liked Stormfront at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to at the beginning, and then like obviously oh. you see her as it as it turns. No, knew, I I, I think like you knew that she was going to be a villain the whole time, but like yeah, you know, th- that kind of um, you know like I, I, laissez faire attitude was kind of interesting. I mean, I like laissez faire. Don't get me wrong, but I felt like she is like more actively trying to bring everything down instead of trying to you know work on things behind the scenes you're getting obviously we understand well, that's, that's why. the question then are you rooting for the seven or are you rooting for the boys like, like who do you root for in this because everyone's all dirtbags i you root for the boys in this thousand percent because yeah yeah everything that's gone i mean and if you've read the books you, you know you're gonna root for the boys but no the seven the seven are the worst but i mean starlight's not a bad person and if she maybe had somebody else who was by her side trying to change things behind the scenes then maybe some change gets made. And then if it doesn't, then I understand Stormfront taking that approach. But obviously we knew what her motives were in the end. So she was never going to do that. But I never liked Stormfront. Like I always, I I enjoyed hating her. I thought she was a great addition, but like, I was never like, yeah, that's someone who I'm going to root for. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, and then you mentioned Homelander coming back to, to torment, uh, you know, Becca and Ryan and, and and Stan Egger, just to touch on him. I I thought he was a great addition because he, he really, again, like you said, asserts his dominance in, within the company. 
um, and just kind of re really puts Homelander in his place. So Homelander runs off. Now he starts torturing Becca, Ryan, and, and Billy, for that matter, uh, into their lives. The Deep then uh, joins a cult with – I have here Eddie the Archer. But that's not right. That's It's uh, Eagle the Archer uh, to rehabilitate his image. And then later on tries to get the A-Train involved into uh, this this cult here. And you don't like the deep, huh? You're I mean, one of your least favorite no, people. I, I, he's fine. Like, I don't like. There are some characters in this who are just fine. There are some. I, the only, there's only one character who I would say I really don't particularly enjoy seeing him on screen, and that's probably Huey. I understand he's necessary. I, I think he's better in the comics, and it's just like he's just whatever to me in in the show. Like, yes, he's had his moments where he stepped up big, but he just he whines so much. But the deep is right there too. I mean, he's a dickhead. And then he whines, and it's like, "Woe is me!" Bullshit. It's like, dude, you're a fucking asshole, and I don't think he's funny because of oh, that. Oh, so, see, I think he's funny, and I think he kind of has almost like a uh, like a reek uh, type of story arc. Yeah, uh, and I did, and I hated reek. Yeah, but but it comes to a point where like I really enjoy his story arc. At the end, you wanted his redemption. Uh, you wanted reek's redemption. Why why am I blanking on his real name? Theon Greyjoy. Uh, the, Theon Greyjoy. So he, uh, the deep is the Theon Greyjoy of this of this show. Oh no, I don't know. See, with Reek, he was hundred percent. Okay, ho 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 ho. Reek was a a dink. Don't get me wrong. And, yeah. and obviously, he did something terrible at the end where he thought, like the whole thing with the, the um, burning the kids, the Starks. Yes, obviously that was that was awful. That was terrible. But there was a lot of character building before that where I kind of liked Theon. Then he turned out to be a you know he turned out to be soft, and then he turned out to be a dink. Terrible combination. So yes, I wanted to see a redemption for him, but I don't have that with the deep. I have no. I mean, like I want him to keep fighting for it and continue to fail like that. I'm yeah, fine. It's, it's still early on. It's just getting carried out. But I don't like him. I at least liked Theon at one point. Oh yeah, you still got time. Maybe you will. I th I, I liked him. I, I liked his uh, you know him interviewing uh, for all the wives there. I, I loved his little back and forth there. I love him getting. I don't. I don't know if this was from season one or season two. Again, it all kind of blended together. But when he takes the mushrooms and goes on the trip, mm. right, and, and the gills are talking, right? Yes, is that, I, is that I season, hated that. Was that season two? Yes, that was season two. I freaking hated that. Patton Oswalt was the voice. I hated it. that. Was gross. Oh, I thought that was great. You know, and, nope. like, and then and Homelander makes a reference to him, like your gills are showing. They're gross. Like, you, you just got to embrace who he is. That's why he, uh, you know, is, is so shitty to all those girls. See, I don't, I don't get where like you like the deep. Mac and Goo like the deep. I don't know where everybody else necessarily stands. I would imagine Billy likes the deep. If you like deep, you guys have very similar taste in pretty much everything. He's, it's making fun of Aquaman. It's yeah, 100%. Oh, it's oh just my God. Are you, are you shitting me? Really? Well, I, I don't know why you don't understand it then. I, no, I'm saying I don't understand why everybody likes him so much. Like, I don't. Like, that's I, what I mean. They're making fun of, like, how bad of a character he, he is. Like, that's that's why people like him. That's okay. All right. Uh, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of other funny stuff in this show. Not necessarily that. By the way, as a quick aside, I know I did notice that with Mac and Goo, and I'm sure other people are, are curious too. Like Black Noir, everybody wonders is that um, is that Batman in in the seven? Is that is that who they're picking at? And we saw that he has superpowers in all this. I I thought he was initially too when I was reading the book, but it doesn't seem like that's necessarily the case. I'm not certain who Black Noir is. Maybe he's kind of supposed to be Batman, but there's also this character called Tech Knight who I believe is mentioned in the first season, that is more Bruce Wayne. That is more okay. Batman. And there is definitely shit that they can do with him. And I would love to see them uh, yeah. bring that character in the frame because he's a whole other 
he's another mess. Well, and, and Black Noir has, um, you know, gets played up a little bit more this season, which is nice. I thought he was kind of interesting, but he uh, may have superpowers, but he's also a nasty tree nut allergy, you know, killed by an almond joy. Yeah. That's a that's a tough way to go out. Yes. Uh, Maeve, Maeve is outed by Homelander. I was going to uh, ask you, how did you feel about that? That was rough. That was real tough. Well, yeah, of course. You, yeah, I mean, that's cr- crazy. I mean, Homelander's a piece of shit, but I, I couldn't care less about Maeve. Uh, I, I just don't care about her storyline until she gets involved and kind of has her, like, make fun of the Avengers woman team-up moment. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that whole thing I thought was, um, you know, kind of boring, to be honest with you. I thought the most interesting part was when the marketing team is meeting with Maeve and his, her girlfriend, Elena, I think her name is, I, I could be mistaken on that. But anyway, um, Eleanor, something like that. But okay. they're saying like, she's bi, but they're like, no, we tested it better. So we think it comes up better as, as lesbian and having defined gender roles. So you dress really butchy and she dress really sexy. That whole and thing, like, is the, the, the media, like the, the social media team, marketing team, like they're yeah. so annoying, but it totally makes but sense. That's again, like, I think that's, that's how it goes in Hollywood and, and like the music industry and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's fine too. I mean, you know who I was, I'm not like huge on is, is Starlight and she's fine in all this too. Like she's okay. I don't like I don't, I just, like I said, there's only, even then I, probably tears more towards a character who I don't necessarily like a whole heck of a lot. I understand how important she is, but it's like Homelander and Butcher for me, they are the star, star, straws that stir the drink and all this. And yeah. then I'll in front when she comes into the fray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here, And you want to take, speaking of which, you want to take the next one here? Oh, yeah. Where where was I? I apologize. Um, Stormfront. Oh, so Stormfront shakes up the culture of the seven. The boys make a connection that she is Frederick Frost's wife and Liberty, which was like, I, I didn't know that. So I, my jaw dropped. And I was like, oh, my God, she's been around for this friggin' long. Um, who's a white supremacist and trying to create superheroes for white people. Her and Homelander have crazy sex. She's also working with uh, Edgar um, and Lamplighter who I thought also was an outstanding addition. It sucks that he was gone so quickly, but I thought he was funny seeing Iceman turn yeah. into Pyro like that. Those memes were, were outstanding. Um, uh, she's working with him to, to dose adults with Compound V in a new Newton's scenario and uh, publicly sell it, which that was episode six, right, that that happened in? Yeah, was, yeah. And everybody's yeah. raving about that episode. Yeah, everyone was – again, it all kind of blended together. I, I watched the majority of the second season all in like one shot on Saturday while I was like sitting home just kind of on the mend. So it all kind of blended together to me at a certain point. So, like again, I didn't get the one 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 um, mm-hmm. you know, breakdown of it. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like the, the lamplight and that whole scene in that, you know, new mutant scenario. Like I put that in there like – they did a better job of the new, new mutants than new mutants did. Yeah, that's oh, really wow. what it comes down to, because you you get to see some of these really powerful mutants and one with a very weird uh, superpower uh, in particular. But mm. it also sets up the villain for like one of the villains for season three. Yes. Um, and then you get you know the the whole fight with Lamplighter, and then you get the the dick that gets wrapped around Mother Milk's uh... love sausage. Yeah, yeah, love, yeah. yeah. So love sausage is actually in the books. He's actually if you guys get the first like they sell them in omnibuses, and that's how I'm buying them. The first omnibus you meet love sausage, and he's part of a superhero group that was in Russia and that had been around for years. And he actually was friend. He befriended the boys. I forget how their whole situation works, but he's he's like a, a good guy and all of it. And he's a moose and. He's got a love sausage and all this. So I don't know if he can actually do that. I thought he was like super strong in the books, but 
Yeah. Yeah. That was a little jarring. I was like, wait a second. When I first saw that go around MM's neck, I was like, is that a tongue or is that what I think it is? Well, that was, that was one of my favorite uh, scenes from the moment. One of the most memorable scenes from the moment, of course, of breaking through the glass and you're trying to figure out what it is. Is it a snake? Is it a, what's going on here? Uh, And you realize it's his dick. So I I think that's great. And then also just to backtrack those, those love scenes with Stormfront and, uh, and Homeland were crazy. Like, you know, lasering her tits. Uh, she mm. just like wanted to feel the pain and everything, and like crushing the guy's skull while she's, uh, you know, re- giving him an uh, over the pants hand job. Oh, you mean um, you talking about Popclaw? Stormfront. When did she Stormfront get- and Homelander? Oh, that. Oh, that. I forgot about the the. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. When you said the skull crushing, I thought of back to season one with Popclaw. I forgot totally about the guy that. Yeah, because it was Homelander that killed that dude. I think. Yeah. 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 I totally yep. forgot about that. Wow, yeah, that's right. They did a lot with that. That shit was fucking crazy. Those two, those two crazy kids. Yeah, I know. So I thought that and they're, they're like, you know, putting the blood all over their faces and everything. It's crazy. Uh, so we, Black Noir is killed. We get we people who get close to the truth at Compound V inexplicably have their heads blown up uh, mm-hmm. as Victoria Newman works closely with the boys to get to the bottom of this conspiracy. And of course, it, as we come to find out later, it's it's all Newman who's doing this. Uh, as as Alistair uh, Alaire or whatever his name is, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, leader of the cult. He uh, his head blows up. Everyone that she seemingly looks at, uh, her head, you know, can can blow blow up their heads and stuff. So, yeah, we're, we're standing twist. So she's a plant, is, is what we're finding out from uh, Edgar. I mean, you'd, you'd have to assume. I would think maybe not. Maybe there's different motives. I don't know. I thought it was an outstanding twist. I was blown away. That whole scene at the courthouse where everybody's head just started blowing up, that was unreal. That was one like that was such. Uh, that's why when everybody started saying, "Oh, season episode six is the best episode," we when season came to a, a finale, I was like, "Well, wait a minute." The ending of seven was fucking bananas. That was some of the best shit I've like ever like most jaw dropping shit. I think I saw um, Hubs from Barstool. Mm-hmm. He tweeted out like, "This is the boys' white red red, red wedding." It's, that's, yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's absolutely that. holy shit. Wait, wait, wait. So so Hubs uh, makes a reference to to Game of Thrones, and, and you're all on board. But I make a spot on reference between Theon Greyjoy and the. He is not he, a. He is not Theon Greyjoy, and B. I am over the fact that I was pissed at Hubs when I first saw that tweet because he tweeted out like at one in the morning, and I was up and I was like, "Why the fuck are you tweeting that already? The the episode just dropped. You already watched it. Great, but what the fuck?" So I've wow. been believe me, I was pissed at him. Don't 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 misread me. I, I will misread you. I will. Uh, okay, so we have we have Becca Butcher's kid uh, Ryan, who, who turns out to be the first uh, and only naturally born superhero. Mm-hmm. Bit of a pussy though. Uh, you know, we we'll call him like we see him. Bit, Dude, he's a, a mama's kid. Boy. What are you talking about? He's a bit of a bit of a mama's boy. Oh, shut up. This is he's, like this he's is eleven years old. You know, he's, he's got a great job with the role. He he's yes, he's, he's skin a little, up his elbows. He's a little bit soft, but he's in a weird situation, and he's like they they all don't know what the hell to do. They're all terrified of him, just like they are with um we're with Homelander who's coming up. So I get there's a lot of issues there. So get off this case, Ryan. He's a little bit, bit bit of a pussy. That's all I'm saying. You know, he's a kid. He, he can grow out of it. Just saying in the current moment, uh, and he does get, get have that moment where he grows out of it, right? As you mentioned, Stormfront and Homelander try to like have one happy superhero family. Try to push Becca out. Becca's like, no, uh, I still want my son. You know, she gets caught up in a standoff with uh, with Stormfront. Gets caught up in there, and uh, Stormfront's about to kill Becca. 
and what you get you get ryan coming to the rescue lasering everyone in like a cyclops angry superman type of moment and mm -hmm. uh just chops off and, and burns stormfront to a crisp but kills becca in the process who i'm also okay with she she had to go Okay, well, I, I thought it was sad that the kid was the one that did it. I'm well, fine sure, with sure, yeah, but again, maybe this toughens toughens him up a little bit. Okay, all right. Like, uh, now, I I don't like to um, listen to the other episodes, like the other shows, if they're doing the same subject as us. But you know, if they get done beforehand. But I did hear Mac complain about like, how did this happen? It's like didn't make sense to me. Like, oh, now he all of a sudden does it, and then he kills his mom in the process. I could totally see how this would happen. You're dealing with a character who's close to invincible or, or seem to be at least in Stormfront. She's not, it doesn't look like she's dead in all this. How is if he's getting, if he's roasting her that much, how is he not going to miss and somehow ricochet off his mom or, or accidentally just catch her a little bit? Or what's to say that we, we just saw that her mom was like gashed right in her neck. What's to say that Stormfront's getting roasted and then she doesn't just clench a little bit tighter around Becca's neck because she's getting roasted by the kid. So it's very Yeah, easy but to... he takes the blame for it, though, anyway. Well, I mean, yes, it is his fault in the end, but his mom was going to die if he didn't stop it. So it's like, I get the kid feels bad, but he's he you know saved the day in the end. It's, like, it sucks to feel for him. And, and, you know, obviously he gets taken away by the CIA, and Huey's over with Newman now. A-Train mm -hmm. is back in the 7. Um, and then that guy, what's his name? Adana. Adana, Adana. Adana. Yeah, his head his, blows up. His yeah. head gets blown up, which I don't feel bad for him. Uh, I'm not a big Fresca guy personally. Um, Starlight is back in the seven. She's cleared of everything. And then, um, and like we said, like you said before, you know, Newman is a serious, serious problem. How do you feel about that ending, by the way? Yeah, I thought it was a nice way to end it because right, season three was already uh, confirmed, and season four is. I think there's there's two seasons already confirmed with this. I could be mistaken. Definitely season three on that. Um, so you know, it's nice to leave it. Um, you know, everyone kind of gets you know a, a little bit of a resolution, uh, not nice and tidy resolution to their story, uh, but it leaves you on a cliffhanger with Newman being out there. Uh, you still have Stan Edgar out there running everything. Who, you know, and Homelander, who's like jerking off in front of the world. You know, so those are like the three <laughs> big, big main bad guys. And then you're going to have the introduction of, um, you know, that girl from the the asylum there with the shaved head. Yeah. Uh, who was right. like the, the ultimate uh, super villain, you know, or superhero. You know, she seemed yeah. like invincible. Uh, so she's going to get involved at some point. So, mm -hmm. you know, I like where this goes. I think so. I love this show. I mean, I'm not giving it a 95 for nothing, and I, I recommend it to anybody that likes superhero stuff. Um, my thing that I would say when I look at it comparatively to the book, I think that now that these characters have kind of been through this and kind of have an idea of what's going on, I would like to see them like I want to see them be a little more calculated because if you watch them in the if you read the book, they know what they're doing and they just fuck with the heroes so bad and I absolutely love it. And in the book compound V is like, a, like butcher has access to it. So they're able to like fight the heroes and stuff like that. It's a whole different thing. And I would love to hmm. see how that, like I would love to see them take that next step because for me in the book, it's all about those characters more so than it is about the seven. You've done a great job with the seven and you're going to continue to knock out of the park with them. I'm sure. But I would like where I say, I like butcher. He could be better. 
Um, Huey could be better. And then Mother's Milk and, and Frenchie, where I don't think you like them that much. To me, I like Frenchie. The boys, I, the boys in general, just weren't really for it for me. Uh, you know, Mother's Milk was useless. I, I don't understand the name, especially in season one, where there's all those ties to Homelander drinking breast milk, and but there's this a separate name. character named Mother's Milk. Like, a, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't need that type of confusion. And then the female is – I thought they did good with did well with her. I think she's pretty perfect. Maybe maybe a little bit too much of what's going on with her like personally in this. Like I, all the hand, the sign language. Like sometimes it usually bother me, but when we're dealing with all the sign language stuff, like it, it was just like what what the hell's going on? All right, let's 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 get this shit going. But, yeah, but I, yeah, I like the the brother thing was cool uh, with like the superhero, you know, the super villain thing. You know, like the one thing I'll mention like Stormfront loves breaking people's hands. She did like that was a really cool scene where she breaks his hands. And then, like, when I was talking about right before the superhero sex in the alley, she breaks the robber's hand. Hmm. Do you think that's like there's symbolism behind that? I don't don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But I like, look, I like the boys, like like those characters specifically. Um, Huey, not so much. But I, I, like, now that they've been through it, let's see them take a step towards what the comic characters are like. And I think people will like them too because when they're they're calculated, and I'm telling you, man, like if you start bringing the teenage kicks who they've mentioned in this and you see the boys going after them and doing what they did to them in the books, it's very, mm-hmm. very it's, – it's a mess. And I, But they are so calculated with it, and I absolutely loved it. So I'm okay. excited for season three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the only down part is, um, you know, I just watched – I don't know what is it. Sixteen episodes, uh, sixteen episodes of television. Now I have nothing. So that's the downside of binging something. Is that you know you go through like immediate withdrawals. That's why I say the format that they have it in, I think, is perfect. Rather than do it one 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 from the beginning, give us a bunch at first. You give us that binge sensation, and we like it, and then we need to come back for more. I think it's perfect. Okay. Really, yeah. Really yeah. I, I generally agree with you, but just give me it in, in, in bunches. <laughs> okay. Bunch, bunch here, bunch there, bunch everywhere. That's is it so time cool. for your uh, your our marquee segment of the show? Yeah, yeah. So this is great, uh, and I think we have a little bit of a, a breaking news. Not breaking news, but new news here. Uh, I think we found a, an official sponsor uh, for for this new segment here. So now uh, let's uh, let's get caught up with keeping up with the Kardashians with special guest host Courtney Kardashian. Take it away, Wes. I'll be there for you ninety percent of the time. Do I look fat? Just like 20 pounds overweight. My diamond earring came off in the ocean. Why are your out? I'm really hungry, so I'm not in the mood. That is so embarrassing for your life and your soul. So I gotta be real with you guys. You look like f***ing clowns. Thanks, Wes. And welcome back to another installment of Getting Caught Up with Keeping Up with the Kardashians with special guest host, Courtney Kardashian, brought to us this week by Poosh. Courtney, thanks for coming back for us. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? We decided to um, sponsor the podcast this week. So now, you're welcome. The people have been asking. They've been clamoring, as a matter of fact. Uh, mm-hmm. What What is Poosh? What'd you say? Sorry, you cut out. What, what is Poosh? What is Poosh? Okay. So Poosh is a wellness lifestyle blog, website, Instagram, social media conglomerate of sorts. You can find a ton of tips on basically everything about how to live your life. 
Um, we have wellness tips. We have nutrition tips. We have workout tips. We have sex tips. Oh. We just have all the tips. A whole lot of tips. I like that. Just little tips and tricks. <laughs> tips to pull and off tricks, it's maybe. Who just knows? Just a lot of tips. Yeah. Great. So now, now we're in. Uh, what is this? Episode four of season nineteen of of Keeping That's Up right. with the Kardashians. Um, what's going on? I, I heard uh, all over social media that there was a big fight this week between two sisters, not named you or Kim. Oh my God, Wesley! This was. A crazy, crazy episode. Okay. So it starts out with Chris calling me to tell me she finally watched the episode where Kim and I got into a fist fight. Did you did you know that or watch that? That you and Kim got into a fist fight? Yeah, last season. You didn't you didn't hear my whole setup to what I was saying, did you? No, I didn't. My <laughs> I think my headphones are kind of broken. This is shit. I need to tell my assistant to get me new ones. You need to have Poosh come up with some tips on how to have better better headphones. I know. So we got in a fist fight. But right. did you watch the show? Did you watch the episode where that happened? Yeah, yeah, I did. It you was did. more than okay, a fist so fight. It, there was some kicking going on, some hair pulling. Yeah, it was crazy. <gasps> Mm hmm. So <clears throat> we get in the fist fight and Chris is crying because she watched it. Whatever. Long story short, I cried, too. So then Kendall, Chris and Corey go to the Ferrari store where oh, they're picking mm -hmm. out their custom Ferraris. And Chris says that she wants to plan a trip to Palm Springs to mm -hmm. bond the family together after the fight, which is great, which is fine. So we go to Palm Springs and all the kids are there and everyone's playing, hanging out by the pool. It's really chill. And Chloe decides that she wants to celebrate the last night that we're there. So we all go out. So we're getting ready to go out and Kendall didn't bring a going out outfit. Oh, she was like, I find that hard to believe. She's a model. Yeah, she was like, I just packed jeans. I looked like I'm getting ready to go to lunch. And she's like pissed. So I'm like, Kendall, I have a ton of outfits for you to wear. And she gets mad because Kylie's wearing her outfit. Can you oh. even believe it? Oh, boy. I know. I know. So they have the a little fight about that. tale is old as time. Yeah. So they have a fight about that little one. And then whatever. That passes by. So we go to dinner and we go to a drag show, which yeah. was crazy. And Kendall's still pissed. She's like wearing sweatpants. She's like, I'm going to stay in the car. Totally just not vibing with us. Mm -hmm. And so whatever, we have a good night. But then things take a turn when we go to leave. We had a call that Kendall and Kylie had another fight in their car. All we hear is screaming. Mm. Basically, Kendall thought Kylie was going to give her a ride home. Kylie was like, you're crazy. They kicked her out. Her and Corey kicked her out and left her at a gas station. And we picked her up. Oh, my God. So who, who throws the best punch here in, in the Kardashian family? Who throws the best punch? Yeah. Um, honestly, judging if you saw the fight, I think I do. 
I'm little, but I can freaking throw my body weight into a punch. And I was smashing Kim, but also Kim was pretty strong too. So I, I may be more uh, a bit of a size queen when it comes to this, but I think uh, Chloe would just dominate everybody. She has those yeah. OJ Simpson jeans, you know? Yeah, she definitely does um, win a lot of the fights, but I don't know. Don't underestimate the size of the dog in the fight. Oh, I Is like that. that. Quote? Yeah, no, I think you got it. I think you, I think you nailed it. That was very, uh, very introspective. I, I like that. Thank you, Wesley. You, you never ceased. You always cease to amaze me. I should say, uh, on this here. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you so much. Now, are, are you are you single by any chance? I, I don't think we're we're still recording. Uh, so, you know, what do you got? What do you got going on this weekend? Um, I thought that you were married. Yeah, but she's you know she's out of town this week, and um, you know I got um that's you know, crazy. She took the dog with her, and uh, you know it's just been it's been tough around the household because oh <laughs> I've been sleeping on the couch recently because I, apparently I, I steal all the blankets. Oh my god, that's so rude of you. You should probably make it up to her and talk to her about it. I, I guess I'm so. with Scott. Oh, you are. That's big news. That's big news. You're back with Scott, huh? Well, just don't say anything. You said we weren't recording. Oh, oh no, no, no. I mean, yeah, we're definitely not recording. Um, yeah. A anything else you want to hit on to there? Or do you want to touch on, on Scott a little bit more? No, no. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. All right. So what, what what else can we expect moving forward this season? You got any good teasers for the rest of the season of uh, yeah, the, the penultimate season? Um, there are rumors that I'm pregnant, but I will neither confirm nor deny them. Not on here. We, will you give us the news first? We need a, we need a good ratings bump. Mm-mm. No? Mm -mm. Chris won't allow it, huh? Exactly. She rules. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you heard it first. Uh, you know, Courtney, thanks so much for, for another great installment of getting caught up with Keeping Up with the Kardashians, brought to you by Poosh. Another great tip from Poosh. Back to you, Wes. So I gotta be real with you guys. You look like f***ing clowns. Unbelievable stuff, Wes. Wow, it, just... it, was, it was rich, didn't you love it? Yeah, just, again, could you be, like, like I know she's, I don't know what it is, maybe Courtney's a, car, uh, a, um, a masochist, and I don't know this, but just be a little bit, like, nicer. You're going to. I'm always nice. I, I think you can I be was, a little I more. Thought it was, I thought it was very flattering on this episode. Okay. Well, I just think you could always be. You could always be a little bit nicer to her, especially when she's now backing the show and everything. So. That's true. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe next week. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Anyways, uh, that brings us to the quarantine corner. Yes. And uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, so I started watching with the wife uh, at the wife's suggestion here, uh, Shit's Creek. Uh, now that it's on Netflix, of course it was a big, uh, big at the Emmys. You know, kind of swept uh, the Emmys. Mm -hmm. uh, Eugene Levy and Daniel Levy, who is his son, uh, they they created the show together. Pretty funny. I like it. Uh, I like it. it's fun, fun show. Da Dan Levy uh, kind of steals the show. I think he's hysterical. Um, Catherine O'Hara is the wife, who's of course from. Um, Home Alone, Home Alone uh, as well as Orange County. Plays a very similar role as Orange, uh, the role she does in Orange County in here. Uh, kind of that, like, really, uh, you know, rich, waspy white woman who's, like, 
you know, maybe taking too many antidepressants and it's kind of loopy <laughs> and like self-absorbed. Like she does that really well. Um, and I watched Hubie Halloween. Oh, uh, did very, you? Very nice. Yeah. Also on Netflix. Yeah. So I got, got a lot of feel good vibes through this movie. Um, some may say the feel good movie of the year. Uh, a lot of familiar faces. This is a happy, a lot of happy Madison callbacks, all one shared universe, which we love. Right. A little, little bit of local flair was with the Salem mass. Mm. Uh, setting so you know it was wasn't very funny. Couple chuckles, but you know it made me feel good. Was it uh, scary at any point? No, no, no. Oh, okay, it gave me, okay. I, I wouldn't want you to you know have an accident again. I know what happens to you when you watch scary stuff. And so. what are you? You're just fake news left and right. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what your deal is. <laughs> I, I gotta watch it. I will watch it. I listened, I think, a little bit to the beginning of the door, the micro dork. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to listen to spoilers because I want to listen to it. But I heard Davey's not a big fan. Goo and Rich are. So go listen to Keith's uh, and Keith and Davey's debate, I guess. They're trying to – like everybody's trying to start debating now. or create Yeah, do, do, a little bit of a dork debate. Yeah, it was good. It kind of had uh, reminiscent vibes of um, the Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom debate. That, that's oh, kind of oh. what I was like, which, which I feel like is one of the dork classics. Do tell. Sweet Dino action. Who doesn't love some Sweet Dino yeah. action? Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Well, so I finished the third season of Norseman. I, I always forget it's just six episodes. And they're like 20 minutes a pop, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? So like 20 minutes a pop. Uh, I think this was 30 minutes this season. But So I just go through that stuff real quick. I think you might like that. It's funny. You know, there's one. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, good. I think it, I, I the more I watch it. After watching the Tim Robinson stuff, I'm like, Wes and the guys might like this show. I like it a lot, and I think it it is there are some similarities. So what, what I'm getting is um, what we do in the shadows type of vibes. Have you ever seen that show? I did not. It's like a mockumentary on vampires. It's Ta- Taika Waititi produced it. I think it's or he yeah, has some involvement. Okay, it's not. I mean, it's not. I think you should leave. It's not done in that same format. But I think right. I think. I just think the sense of humor is similar in how outrageous some of the shit can be. Okay. So, yeah. So I think you'll like it. So I'm very, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this because I've been reluctant to really recommend it to anybody because it's just, it's weird. It's like, I, I watch it. I'm like, this is funny. And I definitely have some laugh out loud moments. But like, it's, I don't know if it's for everybody. So we'll see. Anyways. Okay. Um, also, I'm catching up on season five of Lucifer. I'm pretty close to being all caught up on the first half of the season that's been released on Netflix. It's been good. You know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a solid show. You know, like again, the, the arcs to it and everything. It's just, I, I think it's a solid show. I think it's like a solid B minus show. I wouldn't. I, don't, I mean, I like Lucifer a lot. I think he's a great character. Some of the other, you know, I think Amenadiel is a great character. So you like the devil? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, but there are some yeah. other characters who are. Like okay, they're cool. Maze Classic is great. debate format here. I go with God, you go with Lucifer. You know, <laughs> tit for tat here. I think it's perfect. But last thing, now that I've I'm almost caught up on Lucifer, I am gonna be binging Van Helsing season four, which I've told you about a few times on here, and I am very excited to watch that. <sighs> I, I I don't, and I think most people would like that. I've I've kind of talked that down in the past a little bit. I think a lot of people would like that who like you know violence, vampires. All that, I think. Yeah, there, there's. I feel like there's a theme here. There's there's connections. Like I feel like you can probably draw a Venn diagram of Norseman to Van Helsing, and then Van Helsing to Lucifer. 
Maybe. Yes. Someone say I'm, I, I don't have a very, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to insult myself. I got nothing. Di- right. Diverse palette, maybe. Diverse palette. Yes. That's exactly. That's no, exactly. I wouldn't say that. I was just trying to help you. Yeah, was, what You were going to say, yeah, that's what I was going to say. All right. Okay. So this week in the DSG, as we put this to rest, cause I am struggling. Um, <laughs> the boys season two, the dork dork, Reviewed that. They had their Hubie Halloween dork short. Mac and Goo mm-hmm. also did the boys season two. Wes, do we know what PCP is doing? Uh, I believe they're reviewing the 1989 film Aliens. They are. Okay. Good to I know. I think. I think. I'm not sure about that. Furloughed Friends on Tuesday and Thursday at 9. And then uh, TLDR at 8 on Thursday over on Doc's Twitch stream. And on the hashtag Dork Shared Universe Facebook page. And also an audio form on our channel on Fridays. Whew. Okay. Nice. Now, Very nice. TBD for next week or I don't uh, like. Do we, do we know what we're doing? Or can we, we do know it? what we're doing. We do what we're doing. I just never know if you actually want me to say it or not. Yeah, say it. Okay. Yeah, so it. we on. talked to Tim about getting another paranormal expert on. We got a guy. Uh, we got a guy named Chris Balzano, who's Tim's buddy, who we've heard about many a time back when Tim was our guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. He is an expert on hauntings. He's been on, he's been on some, re, uh, I don't know, what would you say? Like He's been to some hauntings or researching them, whatever. And he does a lot of like yeah. research. We'll get the preferred nomenclature next week. How's that? Yeah, exactly. So until then. Uh, same bad time, same bad place.